Welcome to Gimcrack Video. How can I help you tonight? Hey, yeah, we're just uh, browsing for something a little different. Well, have you tried our forgotten classics? Is that the one over there under the sign that says Blighted by God? Oh, oh, I found something. Have you seen this before? Ah, never heard of it. Let's grab it. Enjoy your selection. <laughs> you, you, know, you know we're still here, right? Oh. So this week. <laughs> All right. I get this thing rolling here. You know, the longer we talk, the less booze I have. So let's get ah. to Charles. <laughs> and booze is important to this film. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on a special St. Patrick's Day episode of Found on Shelf, the podcast that will continue drinking beers in the hopes of finding a leprechaun sitting in the bottom of one eventually. My name is Dustin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, who may not be a saint, but he is a Patrick. Uh, how's the crack on this fine day, my friend? Uh, was I supposed to bring crack? I just brought alcohol. <laughs> well, I was going to say top of the morning, but then I started questioning, is that really something that people in Ireland say? And I found out that no, it is not. And they say, what's the crack or how's the crack? And it's spelled C-R-A-I-C. And uh, I see. So there's your Irish uh, uh -huh. tribute for the day. I have no culture, um, <laughs> but I, I did show up with alcohol. I got our I got our seasons mixed up a little bit, and t to be fair, that is due to our recording schedule. But I showed up with um, pumpkin spice schnapps instead of beer, so I feel like I am already in the category of sitter. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes from here. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you record. Uh, months in advance, but hey, we are prepared. Uh, it may not sound like it, but we are <laughs> we are prepared. <laughs> prepared is like the one thing we've got. <laughs> it's the only thing. <laughs> Being prepared in a never-ending supply of films. That's true. Uh, and speaking of films, uh, today we're did, talking about. Oh, go ahead. Did, did we did we watch a film this week? We we did. I I did. I hope you did as well. We're we're going to be talking about the nineteen ninety, which uh, is might be our first trauma film. Um, the uh, we did watch another movie that was distributed by Trauma, but this one is actually uh, well not produced by, but it was a little bit more hands on from Trauma. Uh, so it's a nineteen ninety film called Getting Lucky. Right. Yes. Right. That we did watch that. I didn't realize it was a movie. I thought <laughs> I perhaps had imagined it. <laughs> well, you know what's okay. funny is I feel like I did too. Um okay. I remember watching this movie uh probably when I was like twelve years old on Jesus on USA up all night. I think so that's where I saw it. <laughs> this is this is how the how it feels to be in the other end of a conversation with me. <laughs> uh back when it was hosted by Gilbert Gottfried. So it was a while ago. Uh, so yeah, I heard it. I uh, watched it. I think I watched it on Up All Night uh, with Gilbert Godfrey. And um, there was a very particular scene in this film that stuck in my 12-year-old brain, which I'm sure you can think of. We'll get to that. But uh, Yes, of course, where they ride a horse. 
Yes, that is the scene. <laughs> and so, it, but it, but just like you said, Dick, did we watch a movie? I, I remembered that scene and I was going, was that, was that real? Did I just imagine this shit? It's like, and then, <laughs> and then, and then a little while ago, you know, a couple months back when we were trying to kind of plan out what we're going to do for this, this new season of podcast, I was like, Oh, uh, you know, the week of St. Patrick's day, that's, that's, that's my week. So let's find something kind of related. And I was like, what about that movie? I was like, that wasn't a real movie though. Was it like, I, and then I was looking up like, you know, St. Patrick's movies and this popped up and I was like getting lucky. And I looked up the synopsis and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is the movie. This is the movie that I've been waiting to see for like 30 years. And I watched it <laughs> and I forced you to watch it. You did. You did. Yeah. Um, you forced me to watch worse movies, but yes, this yeah. one, um, this was equal parts deranged and boring. So it was an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> it was definitely a bit of a, a roller coaster and it's it's sitting at a at a 36% on rotten tomatoes. Uh that's okay. not too bad I think. I think that's, that's, a, that's a respectable that's, number for this type of film. I, I feel like it's probably where it should be. Yeah. Yeah, about that. <laughs> so if uh if so now it's your job to try to convince somebody else to to watch this movie. I convinced you to watch it um by saying we're watching this. Um, <laughs> you you need to come up with a more creative way to try to convince somebody else to watch this movie. Okay, I've got it. Are you ready? All right. It's St. Patrick's Day. You're hanging out with your friends. You're you're gonna watch a movie. Um, you're all a little bit drunk and or high, but like you're having fun. And for whatever reason, you're watching a movie. Maybe you're bored. Maybe it's an after party thing. But you say. Let's watch Leprechaun. And all of your friends, they turn to you and say, no, that movie's stupid. It's not a good horror movie. It's not funny. It's not engaging. In fact, leprechauns aren't scary at all. And you say, oh, my friend, leprechauns are scary. Let me prove it. There's this other movie called Getting Lucky. I'm going to watch that <laughs> instead. And if you're not terrified of that fucking movie, then I win. Tell you what. Let's watch that movie. We'll watch it for five minutes. And Leprechaun, by proxy, will seem less stupid. <laughs> and that that was more or less what you told me when you uh, finished this movie. You said it justifies your position on the Leprechaun films, that they're actually pretty good by comparison. <laughs> exactly. I'm not winning. I'm not winning the argument any other way, but I will win it by comparison. God damn it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Um, so that is, uh, that's getting lucky. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see you next week when we talk about yeah. Symbol. I do have a trailer for Getting Lucky, if you'd like to hear that. Please, let's. Oh, yeah. And I think Troma always had like the same guy do all of the trailers because the voice sounds like the same guy. So hang on, here we are. <laughs> Everyone remembers high school. The rate I'm going, I'll have enough money saved up for college by the time I'm 990 years old. There's always the nerd. This is Bill Higgins, the new Buckskins Towboy. Towboy, Towboy. The meathead jock. Hey, Chrissy, I heard you finally broke up with Brian McCulloch. Well, how about you and me getting together sometime? Yeah, 
the bodacious cheerleader. You know who I really like? It's Chrissy Shackler. I've had a crush on her ever since the seventh grade. I'm not Jesus Christ, I'm a leprechaun. The leprechaun? How'd you end up in a beer bottle, Lepke? punishment for being a drunk lad. I have to grant someone three wishes. Three wishes, huh? I wish for a date with Chrissy Shackler. Exeter, Flexeter, Fee-Fi-Fo, Flacker. You've been a date with the last Chrissy Shackler. I would like to go out with you. You feel like making a hole in one. Will you marry me? I don't want you making the same mistake I did. Is that what I am, a mistake? Well, if it's money you're worried about, I've saved up enough to get through med school. What Chrissy had to say about me last night when you're taking her home? I'm gonna ram this tennis racket so far up your ass, you're gonna look like a human shish kebab. She has to f the winner. I've had enough of this. Lepke, what'd you do? Get us back to normal size before. Well, Chrissy, I'm down here. <laughs> what were you planning? with this. Nothing. Don't you lie! Please give me another chance. I don't think so, Bill. Just remember, the minute you stop believing in magic, that's when your life starts turning into a big pile of horse pucky. I know what sorrow life can be. It's love. And that just ended. That trailer pretty much... Um, <laughs> they they really need to work on how they do their trailers because you should leave a little something to the mystery here. I don't know. I felt like I got the uh, been like the experience of watching the movie without having to watch the movie, <laughs> which is nice. You know, it's a nice nice thing to have in a situation like this when the movie that you have on a hand is oh, getting lucky. <laughs> Well, we're going to spend far more than three minutes uh, discussing the the subtle nuances of this this fine film here. Uh, <laughs> ah, so yes, so let's just get into it, Patrick. Okay, so Dan O'Grady he comes back home to North Dakota after his trip to Ireland, where he actually stole a leprechaun's pot of gold. And I don't think we watched the same movie. Oh no, this is this is the other leprechaun. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> You really see picking Leprechaun would have been the easy way out for this whole thing. I mean, uh, if if I'll, I'll tell you what, if somebody out there made Leprechaun, that would have been our choice for tonight. But no, no one has made Leprechaun, so I'm forcing you to watch Getting Lucky. Let's see how much more pumpkin spice schnapps I can drink, and we'll see if there's a Leprechaun <laughs> script by the time this comes out. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing about Getting Lucky. Um, first off. It, it 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 starts with what well, he's dressed like Marty McFly a little bit. Only they don't understand why Marty McFly was cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is the biggest like nerd dork character in all of nerd dorkdom in terms of film because uh, he has no other layers to him. There is no hidden like spine or hidden coolness. It is just this one character who like when presented with the opportunity to have fun or lie, he's like, but you shouldn't lie, you know, just like as if he were a children's television character, as a matter of fact, the, my little ponies have more balls than this particular character does. 
Um, and, and and that's your protagonist, and it's it's kind of hard to deal with a little bit. But the story is <laughs> he's a bit over the top. He's got he's collecting the the bags of recycling. He's smelling flowers, and he's going off riding his bike, and <laughs> he's he's just a bit much. Yeah, no, I'm not one to criticize someone for you know being lame because you you can see my kind of whole shtick <laughs> but even i have a point of standards and i'm like jesus dude uh but what this movie actually opens up with is he gets out of bed i think fully clothed much like marty mcfly but then still has an extended shirt tucking sequence yes like it goes on for a minute tucking that <laughs> shirt in. i don't know how much shirt he had to tuck uh i think he should buy um buy a smaller shirt um, I've certainly seen more exciting tucking scenes, but this is the the longest. Yeah, you know, he's just getting ready for school, and as 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 teenagers do, just jump right out of bed, get dressed, and off they go. So there's a couple things that stand out to me about this movie. First of all, it's definitely that whole shot like a potato quality. Um, I hate to bring this movie up again, especially since I already did it in the intro before we started talking. This movie has, a, in terms of production, not in terms of content. This movie is. Far and away, not really that objectionable in terms of anything, considering what I was talking about when we talked about this movie. <laughs> However, it is not entirely dissimilar from the production standards of the Nostril Picker. Uh, yeah. Not only not only in film, but also right down to the weird, deafening soundtrack that is just terribly mixed and comes <laughs> back while people are talking. Um, but what this has have also that that movie doesn't, but does have been similar with. Um, death by dialogue to do another callback to episodes that hopefully people have listened to is um the adr in this movie is um <laughs> almost lovecraftian in that it is terrible to behold yeah it's uh it, it, it's a bit it's a bit amateurish i mean you might be surprised to find out it's one of the guy's first movies he's ever directed <laughs> i would not be surprised <laughs> oh i should be less of a dick but i'm not surprised <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go into the director a little bit when we get towards the end here. Oh, but, God uh, damn it. <laughs> I, I do have some information about him that you might enjoy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we we start off with this dude. He's uh he's he's gathering up his recycling and he's bringing it all to the to the can redeemer. And he's recycling these cans and bottles to save money for college. He plans on paying for med school. Um, yes. At first with recycling, but he gets yeah. a job. To, mm-hmm. to, to help supplement that income. Now, then it gets to school, and the cheerleaders are doing their cheers. And this is, considering that the, the, there, there are two things I will say. First of all, these actors are not teenagers, so I don't feel as bad saying this, but within the framing of the movie, since they're all high schoolers, this metaphor is bad. Um, the, the, the cheerleading routines, mm-hmm. uh, Debbie Does Dallas had more believable cheerleading routines. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were actually uh, cheerleaders. That is such a shocking thing to find I, out. I, I, I know, and 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 a lot of these scenes weren't even shot at a high school. Again, shocking. <laughs> and that's why some of these scenes are like really close in. Like this shot, you have these cheerleaders practicing, and then like three feet away from them are these two guys that are just ogling them and making comments about like how the new French exchange student is the stuff wet dreams are made out of. Literal dialogue. <laughs> Literal dialogue. That she is the stuff 
what jams are made of. And by the way, let's talk about the French exchange student's accent. The French, quote-unquote, Babette. I didn't know she was French until they said Babette because her her accent and then i'm like okay i can kind of read that as french but prior to that just sounded vaguely european almost offensively so it, it it sounded to me like she would be the romani character in um a wolfman movie like like her name is madame zora and she has a fortune teller uh booth in the back somewhere and she's going to tell lon chaney that he's cursed that is the this is the level of bad accent that i heard and then later i was able to frame it as oh it's just really bad french yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's actually, I don't, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're not cheerleaders and I'm pretty sure she's not French. No, we're going to find out that she has like the <laughs> thickest German accent of all time in real life. Right. We're going to find out she's actually like a French cheerleader and she's just, she's just terrible at she, both. Yeah. But like it was, it was Canadian French. Like, like she's from Quebec <laughs> and that's why it didn't click to our ears. Ah, that makes sense now. The only thing about this movie that does. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I do have to give a little bit of credit to this, uh, to the writing in this movie, because then we, we cut to a scene of like a basketball coach and it's a really bizarrely filmed scene because they're like, they're just passing a ball back and forth to each other, in this really small enclosed area. But he is making some very, uh, uh, kind of sexual comments in a weird way. Um, I don't remember that. I, I don't must know if been... you caught those. Yeah, I mean, he kept he kept saying like you gotta you gotta get in there where it's tight and you gotta you gotta squeeze through the pass and we don't want you to blow your wad before the game. And he kept making these like innuendo comments. There's a lot of uh, of of innuendo in this movie that is not brought toward the foreground. It's kind of interesting. It's weird because it's clearly supposed to be a sex comedy, but there's not a lot of actual sex in it. No. Well, the, okay. I guess I should rephrase. For the most <laughs> part, consensual sex. For the hmm, yeah. For the most, <laughs> we need to. We may need to put a disclaimer in there. That's, that still doesn't count as sex. That's just rape, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the thing the the thing that happens in this movie is there's a lot of you would think as a sex comedy there'd be a lot of sexual jokes, uh, but honestly. Outside of the few very extreme makeout scenes, there's not a lot going on in that that case. It's kind of like I did a rewatch of American Pie recently, mm -hmm. and I I didn't expect the movie to hold up. Like I, I expected it to have aged quite poorly, mm -hmm. uh, and like maybe the jokes would be offensive on a second viewing. But I watched it, and what I actually found out is there aren't that many jokes. There's like a couple of big tentpole jokes that we all know. And then the rest of the movie plays out like a movie without jokes. It's kind of like watching Porky's. Porky's has like five jokes. And the rest of the movie is a weird 1950s drama. <laughs> all right. And Porky's definitely is not aged. I have not well gone and watched, uh, watched Porky's in the long There time. is no way I would do that. <laughs> it doesn't hold up very well. Right, I know we're I know we're watching in two weeks. <laughs> like I don't even I don't even have to take a shot in the dark. I know exactly how poorly that movie's aged. <laughs> but but like even at the time when I watched it when I was a teenager, I'm like, there's not a lot of jokes in this movie. And American Pie had the same thing. It's like there's not actually that many jokes. Um, this one is like that, but like multiplied, like 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 to an nth degree. Mm. 
Um, there are jokes, but like not a lot of like obvious ones. I don't know. It's very strange. It's a strange movie, Dustin. You've picked a weird one um, here. Oh yeah, yeah. There's 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 a, a lot of weird just little background, but they don't bring it. They don't ever bring attention to these jokes. Um, they're just there, and it's like if you if you catch them, you catch them. If you don't, you're like, and even if you do catch them, it just kind of makes you more uncomfortable than anything else. It's like the plot points in uh, Adventureland. It's like there's there's plot going on in Adventureland if you're paying attention. Yeah, this is uh, there. I mean, there's there's a, there's a small plot going on in this movie, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, so our, our our leading our leading man here. Um, hell, I wrote down his name at one point. Now I can't remember. Bill. Bill was his name. He doesn't look like a Bill, but that's his name. He decides to uh, become the more like a William. <laughs> Which would be the same thing, but <laughs> it would be a Willie. <laughs> oh, he could be a Willie. Um, he decides so, he's going to be. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> there's a couple things that um, that drive me nuts about the, this thing. He's he's going to be the Talboy. Mm. I'm not entirely sure I understand the Talboy dynamic of this film. <laughs> it's, it's a. I don't a know pair. if the writer did either. Uh, like, I, I, okay. I don't know how any of this works in sports, but I, I don't know if it's a paid position. Um, I definitely don't understand why he's like immediately their lackey. That seems weird. They're very sexually aggressive towards the Talboy, too. <laughs> yeah. The, the and I, I, I have seen movies like that, but they are on websites. Okay. This is... <laughs> the the leader of there's always the leader of the uh, of the bad guy sport jocks. Um, the, the team leader of the uh, basketball team is named Tony. And, um, yeah, it's, as they introduce Bill as the new towel boy, uh, you know, they, he basically says, uh, he grabs his dick and says, I've got something you can use your hands on. <laughs> That's Tony. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he has some like old milk in a in his locker and he just dumps it on the floor and it's like now clean it up now like you were thinking i i thought the towel boy's job was to basically collect the towels and kind of get them all washed and stuff like that he's Mm -hmm. now like a janitor just cleaning shit up and (laughs) just cleaning up old milk it's very strange the other thing here um and this is this is a really important plot point i really i think we should take the time to pause and spotlight it he specifically took this job to help pay for med school. <laughs> and while I'm sure that it pays better than recycling cans, can you imagine paying for med school on a towel boy salary? Which I <laughs> assume is like a bottle of water and a Capri Sun. I don't know. Yeah, you probably get like a free hot dog from the concession stand. Yeah. I think that's your payment. That, that's, I mean, it sounds about right, right? And I damn it. A free hot dog, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth the harassment that you get. You know. <laughs> uh, so then we have our cheerleaders. Uh, we we meet the kind of the love interest, uh, the eventual love interest of Bill, the other main acting lady, Chrissy, who is uh, who's who one probably, of the cheerleaders. Yeah, probably darts her eyes with a heart. The thing about the this sequence is it goes, girl's locker room. And when it shows the girls' locker room, you hear a heavenly chorus, which is a funny joke. 
mm-hmm. I will give it points for heavenly yeah, gore. See, it's like there's there's good there's good there's good ideas and good intentions. Yeah, but somewhere, what, what is the road to hell paved with, Dustin? <laughs> And I, I hope you have your phone handy because I'm gonna have to send you a picture of the director here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Uh, that's what I'm reading my notes on. All right, good. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I took notes. Oh, nice! Look at you. I was sober uh, when I watched it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, then you go from the the cheerleader uh, to, to the to the basketball jocks, and they kind of go back and forth, and then. Uh, eventually the Chrissy hears that um, Tony is, or no, what is it? Tony hears that Chrissy's single now because she broke up with her boyfriend and um, he decides he wants to, and I quote, bone her behind the gym and he tucks a condom in his sock. That way it's, he's all ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to have an ankle piece. Yeah. So, so he goes and now they go and they meet up uh, back behind the gym and they just start like making out and he starts going and, you know, and she's kind of not really feeling it anymore. Like saying, well, you know, might be changing my mind here. And he eventually is like, yeah, whatever. And still just goes for it. Like your typical shitty jock would in these eighties movies. And then Bill throws uh, rotten milk on him. <laughs> and then Bill comes in and just dumps out the bucket of, of old milk behind the gym and of course lands all on top of them. And Tony is now upset because he did not get a chance to have pretty much non-consensual at that point. However, now, now this, this particular scene isn't framed as an assault scene. It is framed as Tony is a bad person. Yes. Um, there will be an assault scene later though. So mm-hmm. here's your trigger warning now. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh, it does get worse uh, for, for Tony. Um, so what? And what, oh yeah, Bill goes back to go and grab more cans and bottles to recycle because you know the, the towel gig's not going to work out too well for him. So let's go back to picking up cans and recycling them. So Chrissy takes Tony back to her house. Tony meets Chrissy's mother, who is pretty strict, and they go to um, Chrissy's bedroom and immediately start making out again. To, uh, Tony has one thing on his mind, and the the night. I, I was gonna, I was gonna segue into a joke, and I, I just, I just lost it. Uh, the, the problem, it, this is a peek behind the scenes of the podcast, folks. Um, and my life in general, I don't think before I say things. My mouth just moves, and we all together, all of us, find out what I'm going to say at the same time, myself and you included. And sometimes, like, like sometimes, like the the trade is on the tracks. And sometimes the train arrives before track has been laid and there is just nothing for it there. This is one of those instances. Um, this is why you shouldn't record with alcohol. But it, it does explain all of the shit that I have and will continue to say tonight. But um, people, keen-eared people will listen to, to episodes and the ones that I sound more manic in will be like, oh, that's that's when he was drunk. Um <laughs> No, that's when I was drinking. It's not when I'm drunk. You'll you'll know when I'm drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. So Tony is is trying to to. It's basically the same exact scene again. This movie has a has a thing with revisiting the same joke, quote unquote, or scene. Either yeah. either way, over and over again, and also yeah. making it extend for a long time in much the same way as a Family Guy episode. Yeah, yeah, very very much so. Now, would it would it surprise you to know that this was? One of the writer's first things he's ever written before. 
it would surprise me if it was more than 12 pages. <laughs> I feel like he had the same page and he's just like, maybe if I duplicate it and just run copies, it'll pretend like there are other pages. Yeah. And people are just flipping through going, look, and scene continues and scene continues and scene continues. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. Sure. Captain Invincible does the same thing where the scenes would go on and on mm. and on and on. And you're checking your clock and they're still going on. This is the same, same basic concept. <laughs> But this movie doesn't have a song by Richard O'Brien, and that upsets me. No, no, there's, but so there, there was a little, just a slight, uh, I don't know if it's a joke or just a comment or whatever that happens in this scene. So, to set the stage for you, Tony's walking in, and he's he's fully dressed. You know, he's got his shirt on, he's got his jeans on, his shirt tucked into his jeans, and he goes in to meet the mom, and then he goes into the bed. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. One quick, quick quick moment for the audience. Uh huh. Uh, before we share back to Dustin's really detailed description, the reason he's pointing out the way he's dressed is Tony's first appearance. He is shirtless and wearing short shorts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is it. Just shirtless and short shorts. And that's all he is wearing throughout the entire day at high school. So this this moment where he has showed up completely dressed in flannels and jeans is his, I am here to impress your mom shirt. Right. Now, and then back they go into the bedroom and they start making out and she asked if he brought a condom and he says, I've already got it on, which just makes me laugh for some reason. He showed up to her house fully dressed and just wearing a condom. It feels like it, it feels like what would be a joke in another movie. Yeah. Like the virgin character shows up already wearing the condom. Yeah, there, like there, was, is... there was something there, but it just yeah. didn't work. But it, <laughs> yeah, thinking about it makes me laugh more than it actually did make me laugh watching it. Uh, but they have another awkward, questionable makeout session, and Chrissy's mom comes in, catches them, and flips the fuck out, as one would, and sends him packing, and now he's not allowed to come back to their house. No, and she's not allowed to date him again and see him again, all that stuff. Yeah. Now back to big to Bill rocking it out, Big Willie style. Mm-hmm. Um, he's recycling, and he throws he throws a glass beer bottle that's empty into a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Which he, I don't understand why he did that instead of recycling it, like he did with the other ones. But it seems like a pop hole, doesn't it? It, it or, does. Maybe at the time you couldn't recycle bottles as well as you could. Can- I don't know. I don't. But he was throwing it in the trash. And it bounces back out. So he throws it in the trash again and it bounces back out. So he throws it in the trash again and it bounces back out. So he throws it in the trash again. And it bounces. You see where I'm going with, with the way this movie keeps the same joke over it, and over it, That scene goes on for way too long. But eventually he looks in the bottle. And this is an interesting thing that happens here. Uh, he looks in the bottle. We find a leprechaun. This the So there's a leprechaun living in a beer bottle, which... Is a joke in it to itself, and I think we could probably can unpack it, but the point that I want to point out is the way we understand that there is a leprechaun, who is a literal tiny person in this segment because he can live in a bottle, mm-hmm. is we see an overshot view of like the rim of the bottle and then what is theoretically the inside of the bottle and then see the full-sized human dressed as a leprechaun in the bottle, and we're meant to make, infer that he's small because we're seeing it from the bottle view. This is I Dream of Genie. <laughs> this is the I dream of genie effect. The only problem is Barbara Eden isn't in this and it, it loses a lot. <laughs> would it, would it, would it surprise you, Patrick, to know that the gentleman playing the leprechaun is in fact, uh, not Irish. He is not an Irish gentleman. Uh, believe it or not, the accent is really convincing. I know, but, uh, he's born in the United States. No. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> it's a terrible accent. It's all pitched, so it's high. It's it's. <laughs> do, do, do you want to tell the people what the leprechaun's very Irish leprechaun name is? Oh, God, I didn't even write it. That was a Lepke. Lepke? Lepke. Lepke. A leprechaun named Lepke. Yeah. Dustin. <laughs> yes. Dustin. When the leprechaun went back to the hood. Yeah. <laughs> the person who yeah. came up with that title spent more time on it. <laughs> the person who can name the leprechaun in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got a point there. I guess Lepke <laughs> is a little bit of an easy way out. Well, and I and, and then so uh, he basically t- Lepke tells Bill that um, he got in trouble for being a drunk and he got banished into the bottle and he has to give somebody three wishes before he can be freed. Yes, was that's the old typical three genies, uh, three wishes for a genie in a bottle hype thing that we're we're out here um he does not set up any rules uh as far as you can't wish for this but he is very rusty and out of uh out of touch with his wishing capabilities well i'll tell you why he doesn't set up rules because no one had done that before 1994 is a lot 1992 is a lot what do you do anyway this is 1990 yes so this is at least two possibly four years before latin two years because lion king comes out in 94 but I think it comes out the same. Aladdin comes out the same year as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, the time travel one that everyone hates. Aladdin was ninety two. Disney trivia, but I'm pretty sure that the, the the turtles came out the same year because I remember going to a drive in and seeing it on a double bill when I was like four. Hell yeah! Living the dream right there. And Living instead the of dream. watching those movies, we're gonna watch Getting Lucky. So meanwhile, while these uh, Bill's talking to Lepke, uh, Tony is trying to come out with a way to, to still have sex with Chrissy and go on a date with her. He just wants to bang. That's all he could think about is he's already already had two blown opportunities. And that's and he's like, you know what? Let's just go meet under the bleachers. And she's like, no, I want to go on a real date. Well, the, the, well the, the two, two things. I, I, not only do I want to go on a real date, which is totally, totally a thing that she should ask for. This is technically <laughs> going to be her first time. Yes. And nobody wants that to be underneath the bleachers come on yeah uh, she has like you gotta take me on a real date and i need flowers and i'm like that is like the barest minimum she could have asked for and he still seems off put by this yeah he's like oh god flower. he does eventually bring her flowers uh a little bit later on it's just like some shit he just picked on the way <laughs> to go see her but yeah so then he he kind of he he brings up uh he starts to kind of mention he's like hey i have an idea blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then we cut to um uh, Bill making his first wish with right. Lepke. So, so he makes his first wish, and then and I have that audio. If you'd like to hear his first wish, I wish that every country on Earth would throw away their bombs and their guns and and start working together to to end hunger and and start cleaning up the environment. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold your horses, lad! I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm a leprechaun, and I'm like a rusty one at that. But you said I could wish for anything. I know. I know. I know, I know. It's oh, back. Oh boy, yeah. So that was his first wish, and his first wish gets rejected because he can't do that. So he wishes again, and um, I think it is at this point uh, Loretta's breasts begin to like really inflate, and she gets stuck in the doorway, and she, like her whole body inflates, and then she explodes. And 
No, wait, that's wrong, Leprechaun wrong, wrong, 3. Yeah, wrong movie again. Wrong Leprechaun 3. No, okay, no, okay. no, he just wishes to go on a date with Chrissy. That was his wish. That's right. Okay, so he wishes to go on a date with Chrissy at the same moment that um, Chrissy is piggybacking with Tony yes. um, to, um, uh, to find a workaround to go on an actual date. And they, de- they determined that if she asks Bill on a date, that her mom will approve that. And then yeah. they will just, you know, ditch Bill and um, and and do what they want on the date. Hmm. So that's what happens. So he agrees to take her to miniature golf, and mm-hmm. they don't go miniature golf. They go to the drive-in movie, which his, her mom said was a big no-no because she knows what happens there. That's right. People watch double bills of Aladdin and Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> yes, Turtles. That's 3. what happens at drive-in. Um, and they're 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 watching a film there, and this is actually a real film. <clears throat> okay, because that looks better than the movie we watched, and I would have watched that movie. Oh, Patrick, it's a movie called Princess Warrior that came out in nineteen eighty nine. And um, is is that a trauma film? Uh, yes, and it's the same production company, Vista Street Entertainment. It feels like if if it's called Princess Warrior, it feels like it feels like um, a spinoff of like the Barbarian craze. Well, you know what? Uh, I found a copy of it, um, and we'll, we'll be watching it. My hubris has cursed me. <laughs> and I read terrible things about it, so <laughs> that's, that's going to be a fun one. But anyway, back to uh, getting lucky here. Um, she tells him she tells Bill that he wants some snacks, and then she just leaves a note for him and takes off. The note says she went to the went to the bathroom, but she goes and runs into to uh, Tony's car, who brings her uh some of the flowers that he picked on his way there it looked like uh, a mm-hmm. tiny little miniature bar of chocolate mm-hmm. and two boxes of condoms so <laughs> at least we know where his priorities lie bill uh, tony is not a uh, he's not a multi-dimensional character at all he is just sex mm-hmm. personified so mm-hmm. <laughs> sex personified was prince Yes, you are. Tony just wants to fuck all the time. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you got some really weird shots and really like up close and kind of gratuitous shots of him just grabbing her boob in a really weird, almost uncomfortable way <laughs> that just goes on for too long. Mm-hmm. Well, he drops the condom. Yeah. And he spends like like 20 minutes of movie time, not like us watching it, but like whatever they're experiencing, looking for it instead of using one of the new ones and the two dozen that he bought or however <laughs> the fuck was in the box. Yeah. Despite Chrissy's just saying like, you bought two boxes, just use another one. It's like, nope, I found it. And then it's covered in hair. And he's like, well, I guess I got to use another one. Good thing I bought more. What, what the, what the I, fuck, what the I, fuck I, was uh... any of that? <laughs> that was, that was worthless. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess that was all just to buy time. But then, you know, Bill's like, it's been an hour <laughs> since he, since she left. He walks around uh, trying to call for her and he gets heckled by every other car at the drive-in, which is pretty funny. Uh, let me see if we can hear it really well here. Chrissy! Shut up, you little son of a Chrissy! bitch! He's just calling her name, and everyone is being extremely louder than he is at all. <laughs> then, oh, oh yeah, and then Tony goes limp. 
he cannot, and he says he cannot get his soldier to stand at attention. Um, <laughs> again, they're just, they really could have sped this scene up. It didn't need to go on as long as it did. Uh, yeah, because Tony's also in high school, and it's not going to take him that long to finish. No, no. And this, 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 is, no. this is this is this is an extremely fast scenario. This is not something we need to spend time yeah, on. It's, and it's it's been like an hour. And Bill, uh, Tony said it's ten o'clock, but then Bill interrupts and he's like, "No, it's almost uh, it's almost eleven thirty. Bill actually walks in on on him on himself getting cuckolded. Yes, and I don't know if he's like turned on by it or by not because he still wants to go out with Chrissy eventually. Um, by the way, I need to point this out because it, it, I think it's a budgeting problem. Chrissy only has a cheerleading uniform. Yeah, she 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 she, she like wears like a nightshirt later, but base and like a wedding dress at the end of the movie. But basically, it's just the cheerleading uniform the whole way through. Yeah, they they well they they got that cheerleading uniform from a, a Renaissance fair apparently, and they just dyed it the colors to make it look like a cheerleading outfit. And um, that's why it doesn't look like a cheerleading outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i thought they picked it up from a spirit i don't know i mean the, the, the they, skirt is pleated so clearly cheerleader right yeah that's i guess that's what they went with they're like yep that's it that's good it's short enough that you could it, it definitely gives off more tunic vibes yeah oh wait you know what no i read my notes wrong i'm sorry it was lepke's lepke's shirt was taken off of a renaissance fair diet. well that at least that's makes sense was. okay yeah. it wasn't her uh, that was who knows the hell that was that was that's still that's still the spirit halloween thing Oh, 100 percent. Bill's upset because he's like that wish didn't count because, you know, she was just using him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so Lepke says that maybe he should wish for something a little more tangible because romance isn't uh, his cup of tea there. So he wishes for a red Ferrari. Yeah. And uh, Lepke grants his wish, except for it ends up being a red Pinto. Now, was the Pinto the one that would blow up if you hit it? I think so. Okay. It's a metaphor <laughs> it was, for the film. Yes, it was every, I mean, Pinto was the default uh, shitty car for every sure. film in the 80s, 90s. That was always it. You had the Pinto. That was yeah. the worst thing you could have. Tony gets pissed off at Bill because he's yeah. like, you, you, you ruined my chance twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. Oh, this, he, this is nice. He has the he has a this is this is actually a pretty funny one with the tennis racket. He's like threatening him to like beat him with this tennis racket and shove it up his ass and mm-hmm. And Lepke is not too thrilled with uh, with uh, Tony at this point. He's so he explodes out of Tony's penis, <laughs> and Tony dies hemorrhaging. <laughs> oh, did, right. Did you did you finally watch Boys? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's oh. Leprechaun Four. <laughs> Wait, that happened in Leprechaun Four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a marine goes to take a piss, and the leprechaun bursts out of his penis, and he just dies. I hate when that happens. <clears throat> or no, he peed on the leprechaun's body. The leprechaun went inside of his penis that way, and then later he burst out of his dick through an unrelated Ooh, scenario. He swam up the stream. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So this is this is the part of the movie where we discuss different ways leprechauns can harm your penis, and the ways that we <laughs> illustrated in Leprechaun Four in space. I can't wait to see what happened in Leprechop. <laughs> what is he going to do to your penis in Leprechop? Well, we can't because Wolf Cop did a, has a penis joke too. Like we can't explode people's penis in Leprechaun and Wolf Cop and um, Leprechaun Four. There has to be a limit to exploding penis. You know what? Like, what am I saying? We could never have too many exploding penises. <laughs> Leprechaun could do a melted penis. We could blend the melting face and the exploding penis, and it'll have a melted penis. I think that could work. 
Quality content, people. Yeah, quality God. content. <laughs> content for your ears. Just giving you <laughs> great finishes to drive to. Yeah. Um, so he, he confronts Chrissy and... Well, just... no, Lepke puts a curse on Tony to make his tennis racket start beating yes. himself. And then I... he shoves his own tennis racket up his own ass. And has to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that was kind of a funny scene. It was, you know, he's beating himself with it. And the next thing you know, he just grabs it and his hands going behind him. And the next shot is of him in a, you know, a little stretcher with the tennis racket sticking up out of his butt. Nice juvenile stuff <laughs> that you'd expect somebody who's in college to write. Now, Patrick, would you be surprised <laughs> if I told you that the writer of this film was in college? <laughs> no, were they stoned? Uh, no, but they were living in a van. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's great because that's the joke in the sketch. You, if you want to be a writer, will there be plenty of time to write when you're living in a van? <laughs> and he was. Oh uh, uh, God! Chrissy feels bad. Agrees to actually have. Uh, have an actual date with him so they go and do mini golf and have a horrible uh, music montage she goes to give him a good night kiss and then bill sees tony driving around the neighborhood and is all upset you know worried because chrissy's mom's not home and he's like oh he's gonna do something and then he wishes to become a cat no it is weird because he's like as he's like i think that tony might hurt chrissy i wish i was a cat <laughs> right right i'm trying to think what would the reasoning be there? Like, did he see cat people would misunderstand? I mean, you probably just had somebody with a cat, and they were like, "Hey, I got this cat," and like, "Ah, uh, all right, let's let's film it. <laughs> let's work this into the film somehow. I don't know how, but that's the only thing I can think of because it makes no sense. You would think that you know maybe you know maybe turn into a pit bull or some German shepherd or something large and intimidating that would scare Tony away in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I want to be a cat. And then the cat goes meowing at the door, and um, I, she I lets him in. Yeah, I, I, you know, you hear a cat meowing at your door, and you just, oh, come on in. You just pick the cat up and bring it inside. Well, yeah, of course you wouldn't do that because it's probably somebody's cat. I don't believe in outside cats, but like, if somebody, I'm not going to try and take someone's cat away. So you gotta, cats are weird. You have to be careful, right? Because you want to make sure they're they're okay, but you can't just bring it into your house. Right. Without knowing what's going on. So, yeah. Anyway. Tears it up, shits all over the place. You don't want that. Of course not. It could be feral. You don't know. And, I mean, worse is kind of what happens in this movie is when you're you're attempting to rape somebody, then the cat jumps on top of you and stops you. I mean, that feels like a win, really. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's... So, I guess that's why he turned into a cat to stop him from... And, I mean, she basically tells him at this point, like, no, we're done. I don't want anything to do with you. And he's just, like, goes full-on aggro, like, oh, that's how you want to be? And just, yeah. The cat scratches her, and it freaks him out, but then Chrissy's mom walks in. Right. This scene actually feels extremely real for a minute because she just like runs to her mom and she's just matter of fact, like he, he tried to rape me. He's like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. Like this whole sequence was weird because it was like real. Yeah, it felt like some daytime drama for a minute yes. there. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Very strange. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she calls the cops and that's kind of the end of that scene there. And we're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Um, <clears throat> next day, uh, 
the 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 red pinto that he got won't start so he grabs a bike and he grabs uh he grabs a bike and he's gonna go meet up with chrissy and they're gonna ride bikes to school together (laughs) this is a terrible idea for lots of reasons um she says that her bike seat doesn't actually fit so he's like i'll fix it for you and she goes inside and his wrench the the, that he apparently carries on him i I mean some people have bike repair kits i guess i am okay but like he pulls it out of hammer space and he's like um it's you know what it's it's standard it's not metric it's not gonna work and ask lepke okay can you make the wrench smaller instead Instead of of Saying, it's like looking make... in that giant garage that's over there yeah, <laughs> and finding the right he, tool. He immediately resorts to leprechaun magic. By the way, this doesn't count as a wish. Right. And and instead of saying, hey, could you fix the seat? Mm-hmm. Just like, ask the leprechaun to fix the seat. Just, no, I need you to make this wrench smaller. And what exactly happens is it makes him smaller, makes him mm. super tiny. So tiny, in fact, that he disappears. He's on the seat, but he disappears entirely. And I'm, and I'm really glad they didn't try to do some shitty green screen with him being small. Like, oh, yeah, because they were so good with all of the other effects they're about to do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it would have made it worse. It would have. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but she, she comes back and he's not there. And she's like, fuck you. I got to go to school. And so she sits on the bike. And through course of events, he winds up inside of her underwear and with the sequence of, of things that we see is the actor portraying Bill is now in <laughs> against a white canopy re- meant to represent her white cotton panties. And there are lots of black ropes, which he is clinging to meant to, of course, she was in her pubic hair. And this is, this is, this, 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 this <laughs> sequence goes on for almost 10 minutes. Oh. Out of an hour and 29 minute movie, almost 10 minutes is this. So for the listening is... audience, if, you, if okay. you wondered what scene I was talking about remembering when I was 12 years old, it was this scene. This is someone's <laughs> extremely specific fetish. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely an interesting scene. Uh, and it goes on for it goes on for a while. He's uh, it does not end. The joke. No, it's literally 10 minutes. Like he, she rides to school and he is like getting jostled around in his scene. Mm-hmm. And then she's in school and she's sitting at a desk and the teacher is giving a lesson on exploring the Grand Canyon. Now, and did you notice? Very... Did you did you catch the teacher's innuendos, too? Of course. I mean, they were, they started off kind of subtle, but then he really hammered it home. No, no, he, um, like it was going for it. And the, like, the the song that was playing before he as she was riding her bike, did you catch the song? I don't remember. Off the oh, top, man. I I had a feeling that might happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. They don't get not playing this song. They no. play it over and over again during this 10 minutes of this joke that will not end. He can't get much closer. He is literally crawling in her panties. He can't get much closer than that. So art. This is art. <laughs> sure. It's the kind of art that costs you about 50 bucks a pop, depending on how many characters you want, and if you want it colored or not. Yeah. Okay, so... So yeah, the, the teacher's other... going on about the Grand Canyon, and she is... Well, here's the thing. He's yeah. trying to climb out. 
and is climbing out by latching onto her pubic hair. The movie then illustrates that she is trying not to have an orgasm in class. Mm-hmm. Um, I posit this would just be annoying. Would feel like like, like feel like an itch or something tugging. It would not be sexual in any way. Yeah, I don't know if um, this uh, if you're getting your sexual education from this podcast, uh, stop. Um, but well, uh, <laughs> if you are, we have led you to believe some wild things are rendered or if, are uniquely normal. If oh. you if you think that you are going to get a woman off by tugging at her pubic hairs, <laughs> you're you're probably not going to do it. Just as a heads up, I wouldn't recommend it. Also, don't be a towel boy just to have sex with dudes. It won't work. <laughs> yeah, so so if there's anything you learned, it from might that, work. That's this. So yeah, she and I believe hey, she does she does climax from him crawling around her pubes eventually. Yes. Um, <clears throat> At which point the rest of the class leaves. I don't know why she didn't leave. Uh, again, in any uh, other scenario, you, you would have just left if you were having this kind of an, a response in the middle yeah. of class. And 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 then pinky violence films have then, more restraint than this. The the high school teacher after she has her orgasm does he light up or did I imagine he that? lights up a cigarette? Okay, this easily in his fifties or sixties high school teacher. <laughs> it was it was just a little too creepy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to cheer to... practice again, playing the yeah. song again, yeah. he's still in the same scenario. Like this keeps going on, mm-hmm. and he's just getting tossed around in these in these panties all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found this scene bad. to be hilarious. It was so bad, but God, I loved it. Um, we we find out through a couple of scenes that uh, Tony's now. I mean, we haven't. We're not. We're not done with the panties yet. Just we just take a detour for a second. Uh, Tony's in jail for attempted rape, so it's kind of refreshing that. I mean, he's not in jail for long, but he's in jail. Um, Chrissy says that uh, you know she's mad at Bill because he ditched her in the morning, and meanwhile he's like you know sitting there, and and then they just decide to go. It's now time to take a shower. So, so here's here's a couple of things. Um, this is the <laughs> mandatory shower scene in any teen sex comedy. Um, listen, I don't actually think there's anything wrong with being naked on film, but if you are going to be naked on film, maybe don't make it this movie. <laughs> I think you should have higher standards than this movie. I mean, the sorority babes and the slime ball bolaraba. Of course, go ahead. That's there, there, there's there's some effort there, right? Yeah. If you can tell just from the name, there's some effort there. There's not a lot of effort on display in this film. Yeah, don't don't get don't get naked for getting lucky. And they 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 get plenty of naked. So the yeah the four girls and here's I mean so she takes her panties off and instead of him staying in her panties he decides to just cling onto her pubes <laughs> and go up in the shower where of course he gets washed out and um, it's kind of an interesting scene because he's like nearly drowning in the bottom of the showers and it's just it you know you know the showers are such a small amount of water but he's like you know afraid of drowning in there he clings onto a bar of soap and then the other girl picks it up and starts washing and mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot of shots of babette mm-hmm. i think the director really liked babette or i think babette was, agreed to more more yeah more i think shots. babette was a little more willing uh to mm-hmm. just be like whatever eventually the the leprechaun figures shit out and um makes makes him bigger again and he's in the uh in the girl's shower and 
in a kind of a funny joke also his uh his wrench and his pair of glasses that he was wearing are still in chrissy's underwear so when he gets bigger they also get bigger and all of a sudden she's just in the locker room with a giant <laughs> wrench and a pair of glasses in her panties mm-hmm. that was kind of funny i like that, that was uh i feel like this sequence could have been something in ranma um at least the 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 the, the, the locker room scene in some mm-hmm. capacity uh the, the mechanism in ranma of course is running water um so the the thing cuts to him in the principal's office getting punished by the principal by getting brutally paddled over and over again mm-hmm. uh, the, the principal, of course, being a grown man and Bill, of course, being a grown actor portraying a, a, a teenage boy. This still feels like someone's fetish and it feels very wrong. <laughs> I think it awoken something in Bill there. Uh, <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah, and then meanwhile, all these scenes go on for so long. Oh, they just, this paddling yeah. scene goes on for yeah. so long. It, it, it really does. And then we, we uh, so yeah, he's getting spanked. Um, <laughs> and Tony's, meanwhile, talking to police detectives, trying to frame Bill as being a drug dealer. He's like, he's okay. walking around, he's talking to himself, he's got a new car. This is, th- I want to point something out here. Okay. <laughs> they say, if, you, if you're informing us or your friend that he's a drug dealer and he turns out to be, maybe we can commute your sentence down to indecent exposure. Yes. And they make this out to be like it's a good thing, and, and I guess maybe less jail time served, but it's still a sex crime, and you would still have to report yourself as a registered sex offender. It is not getting out of anything yeah. to go down for indecent exposure. That is, that is just a terrible charge to have on your record. <laughs> yeah, either way, he's not... Uh, he's, well, I guess maybe that's the police detectives using it to their advantage, because... Yeah, that could be true. (laughs) Clearly, clearly not. Yeah, and and then you got Bill uh, just trying to trying to serenade Chrissy by walking around picking up trash together. Yeah, as Uh, one does. Yeah, and and he decides for his his last his last wish. uh, He wants enough money to keep the Pinto up and running for a while, and to pay for college and room and board for the next few years and med school. Yeah, so he asked for a little under three hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't seem right, but it was. But the dollar was worth more. So yeah, and college was cheaper. So there True. you go. Um, and he grants it instantly. Boom. And this. And then the movie just really is like, oh shit, we we need to we need to move this plot forward. I guess. Uh, so Bill asks him to marry her, or they ask her to marry him. Well, let's 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 do a couple things. Firstly, as part of the deal, he then mails Lapke back to Ireland in mm-hmm. an envelope. Then he left still in Lapke. the bottle. Right. And then uh, Lepke in Ireland enters into a rap battle at the end of the... Damn it, that's another no, Leprechaun no, movie. No, Shit. No. That's Leprechaun <laughs> in the Hood. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, okay, so what does happen is he, he goes out to talk to um, to Chrissy, and they're like, they're, they're, she's telling him her entire sexual history. Mm-hmm. Which, again, she hasn't had sex. She's just talking about it every time that she's kind of like made out or been felt up or whatever. Which this is one of the only good jokes in the movie because she has exact counts for everything. And Bill says, "Jesus, what did you do? Go through your diary with a with a pocket calculator," which is <laughs> pretty funny. Um, uh, 
anyway, they're talking about wanting to have sex. And she's like, you know, I think my mom's right. Not until I'm married. He's like, you want to get married? This is the plot of Paradise by the Dashboard Light, the meatloaf (laughs) song. He's just like, let's go. So, yeah, they're going to get married. And uh, they got married. I, it's all of a sudden, boom, they just got married. Yeah, they, they, um, they, they talked his, her mom into it by saying, I'm going to go to med school. It's like, you want to be a doctor? Right. Uh, oh, by the way, their whole life plan. He's going to be a doctor. She's going to be a nurse. They're going to open up a clinic to help people. Like it's Patch fucking Adams. Yes. That's what they're going to go do. Yeah. So they, they get married. Um, they go driving off. And lo and behold, Tony's in the back of their cars. They're driving off. Mm-hmm. Because he got let off um, as indecent exposure. So, I mean, this movie was never really on the rails to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but my God, I, I, I don't know. Tony like kicks Bill out of the car. And the next thing you know, there's like, you see like a little tiny green flash. Mm-hmm. But then he like, finds the leprechaun's gold in a hole in the sort. Damn it, this leprechaun back to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, this is um, when a barbarian shows up standing on two horses. See, it made more sense my way. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand this guy. Yeah, he's, a, but whatever. Um, so he goes riding up with you know standing one foot on each horse up to Bill, and Bill's like, you know, can I have one of those horses to go and chase him? And he says, No, I have two horses, one for each foot. <laughs> no clue where this guy came from or why or anything. But then he just summons another horse and Bill goes off riding on that horse. So, you know, I've, I've gone past a couple of notes. I think I want to pause. Okay. When she was at the house watching TV, um, mm-hmm. I think she was watching the Georgia O'Keefe Network because it was just an extremely sexualized flower. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a lot of those little innuendo moments in this movie. Yeah. And then uh, Bill's best friend is named Tim. He is a skateboarder stoner that talks like a cartoon. He talks like oh. Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. He doesn't talk like a human. Yeah. Um, I think he should have had a bigger part. I liked Tim. Yeah. Tim did terrible ADR work, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the voice of Tim was not the actor. Tim. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so, but. Um, and then. Uh, and then also when he, when he mentioned he's going to open his clinic, I just wrote, God, he's such a painful character to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, there wasn't a lot of um, other films that this cast worked on. <laughs> Could you believe it? No, I'm stunned. Uh, I don't understand why uh, more people aren't running up to, to have this cast. Yeah. So, yeah. So are we, are we caught up there? Did we get all your notes? Uh, one more. When he makes a wish for money, the gold actually appears in his stomach, and then you know what? Damn it, the leprechaun too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it just stacks of cash appear, and he has the hardest time trying to get it underneath his sheets for some reason. Just pull a blanket over it; it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. All right, we good now? We're good. Yeah. All right. So we're we're, we're caught up now. <laughs> So now Tony has Chrissy handcuffed because mm-hmm. um, he's just got handcuffs. And I feel like of, that's true about Tony. Uh, he was definitely, definitely on an episode of uh, what's that one show? Uh, the Ted Bundy <laughs> Chronicles? No, the uh, the show where they would uh, trick people into uh, meeting up with uh, young kids and they would just be like oh, Chris, Chris Hansen. To a predator. Yeah, yeah they, he, he was definitely the kind of uh, person that would be on that show. Um, but they... They're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's a couple sitting on a log 
with the tiniest barbecue pit that you've ever seen um, <laughs> making shish kebabs, as one does, I guess, out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Tony, uh, Bill catches up to him and uh, Tony goes to pull off the shish kebabs. And I had to re- I had to get this audio because it was. Um... Hey, asshole, give us back our shish kebab. Yeah, give them back their shish kebab. You're ruining their whole picnic. Oh, fuck them. Oh. They proceed to have a sword fight with shish kebabs as there's horses fighting in the background. Yes, they do. They do. They have a shish kebab sword fight. It's terrible. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of reminded me of uh, Rockula, where it just kind of had to have some kind of big fight at the end that didn't really make a lot of sense, except for Rockula was actually funny. And this was just a, a kind of a hot mess. Uh, you know, you could say that about most of this movie. Yeah. And it, it's like they stretched out so much in the end. And then ever the, at the end, it felt like they just kind of crammed everything together. Like, holy shit, we forgot. We got to like, we got to end this movie somehow. Because they sword fight. Uh, Tony hits, hits a uh, hits a wasp's nest and just takes off running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, Bill and Chrissy hop on a horse and uh, take off to uh, the crappiest little motel you've ever seen. And apparently the detectives have been following them because they go to bust him for international drug smuggling because he shipped something off to Ireland. So Bill finally comes clean and tells the whole story about the leprechaun. And um, <laughs> the cops search his room, find a champagne bottle, and they're like, aha, we'll arrest you for this. And he's like, no, it's non-alcoholic. And Look, I've got straight edge friends that are, are not this aggressive about this stuff. This is this <laughs> this guy is lame, man. He's yes. so lame. Like, oh my God. And and then Bill's like they like decide to just let him go and it feels like hey can i get your keys to unlock her handcuffs and they just toss in their keys and take off mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, and then she's like well why'd you tell me that crazy story it's like it's the truth it's like no it's not and then she looks inside the um the sparkling wine bottle and lepke's back yes you just hear him kind of laughing and it goes in yeah and so what actually and then um her mother dies and they inherit the house with the cursed well now, which leprechaun and was that? Leprechaun returns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch all the leprechaun movies again. You really should. They're great. Too long. <laughs> and that was like the end of the movie. It just kind of rush, 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 and end. There was so much nonsense filler before, and then you just crammed everything at the end. But while watching the, did you watch any of the credits? Did you catch any names that? got your attention I, I, honestly i didn't uh, well i i wasn't sure if you would and if you did i still wrote some down mm-hmm. um so you could see some of the people that have worked on this the for example the stunts were done by uh jack hoffman and herschel howey mm-hmm. the body doubles were uh lucy pussy Pousset, and richard p nuss if you see where this is going here uh <laughs> The the I assistant yeah, director yeah. was uh, Richard Jis- Richard Gisperter. See, this movie was not this dirty though. Like, like sure they had the they had okay they had all the they had the weird attempted rape scenes and they had yeah. the weird long like underwear shrunk shrunk shrink fetish scenes. Right. right. Outside of that, this movie is not really that dirty. 
And no, so, like, the, the credits were far dirtier than the movie. <laughs> should be this movie feels like it should be aggressively horny, especially if you look at the the, the poster. And it's like it's not. It's like unco- the sex scenes that exist are uncomfortable, and the the sex jokes that should be there are like either in the background or non-existent. Well, just this is the director and uh, just warming up. So, okay. <laughs> so this movie's called Getting Lucky. This is a sequit. This is a this is a segue. This is a sequitur. This is completely a tangent. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Great Chipmunk Adventure? I do not. So, Alvin and the Chipmunks had a resurgence in the eighties uh, with a new cartoon show that it introduced mm-hmm. the Chipettes, and it's very eighties style. It's kind of fun, and mm-hmm. they have a movie at the height of this called The Great Chipmunk Adventure, and it's around the world in eighty days with the with the Chipmunks and the Chipettes competing to um, try and win a race around the world that actually doubles do as a, this, yes. yeah, as a diamond smuggling ring. Mm-hmm. This movie is is fun. I like this movie. This is the best Chipmunks movie. It is far superior that, to all of the live action ones that are just god awful. I would like this incarnation of the Chipmunks back. Um, but as an adult, the ability to listen to Chipmunks music is diminishes with age. Um, so there's a couple things here I, I want to point out. The Chipmunks primarily do cover songs. There are two scene. There are two songs from this movie that stand out. One of which is called the Boys and Girls of Rock and Roll, which is the going at each other as a com- as a comeback group, like the Boys Are Better, Girls Are Better. This is not an original song. This is from a different '80s comedy, and it is the soundtrack. It's called the Girls of Rock and Roll, and it's a bunch of scantily clad women in bikinis in a model session with the Girls of Rock and Roll playing over it, and they changed it to this. Hmm. There's another song in this movie. There's a sequence in this movie where the Chipettes, who I remind you are children. Um, become the child brides of an Arab ruler, which is problematic in their own way, but they are now in a harem, um, dressed like, like harem girls. By the way, there's a lot of uncomfortable panty shots with these children in this movie. I don't know what was wrong in the eighties. <laughs> Brace yourself. It's going to get worse. Uh, they escape by charming snakes singing a song called getting lucky. Oh. It is a 50s doo-wop song <laughs> about sex. Wow. Like, textually. Uh, what do I have to do to get lucky with you? Oh. Uh, getting lucky, it's uh, like it's like what life is all about or something. Like, it is egregious. Um, but the song's kind of fun. I'm like, well, you know, chipmunk songs are usually based on a real song. Let me go find the real song. Seems so like it's sure this is like a doo-wop group song that's going to be fun to just have on a playlist somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is the only original song written for the Great Chipmunks movie. Wow. They wrote one original song for this movie. It is about sex. And they had preteen girls sing it to seduce snakes. And I know that. And we all have to reconcile with that right now. (laughs) I want you, the listening public, to reconcile with what the chipmunks did. (laughs) Wow. That was quite the tangent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, which is better? My leprechaun tangents or that fucking shit? (laughs) They're all pretty good. <laughs> All right, tell me how this movie was made because my computer froze like an hour ago and I'm really concerned about whether oh or not it worked. <laughs> well, uh there's a there's a couple of other names in the crew that I do have to mention. Um 
the the best boy was a gentleman. The first name is uh, it's C H O V E T, and the last name is O P P U R A S. I believe it's pronounced "shove it up your ass." <laughs> a good strong name. Um, they don't get better. Uh, there is a, a spiritual guidance credit in here. Uh, guru named Guru ram a corn cob up your butt and the foley walkers it was uh libby a majora so <laughs> i'm pretty sure he did this whole movie by himself uh, and just made up a bunch of names to fit in there uh, so not a lot of people from this movie as we mentioned uh, went on to do anything else uh, uh anyway uh the <laughs> the the guy that played the leprechaun um had a small role in that movie hot to trot uh, okay. That the Bobcat Goldthwait movie about the talking horse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in an episode of Babylon Five, and that was pretty much about the end of it. Um, he played Lackey in Babylon Five. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. He showed up in a beer bottle that someone was drinking <laughs> on the space station, and he's like, "Tell you what, if you wish, I'll give you the other mysteriously disappeared Babylon stations back." <laughs> Still would have been a better movie. <laughs> um, so the girl that played Babette, uh, her name was uh, was Jean Stewart, and uh, she went actually went on to do two more trauma movies, Class of Newcom High Parts Two and Three. Of course, yeah. Um, her and the teacher who was played by Richard Monda, who I thought was a fake name, Dick Monda, but no, it was a real guy. Um, <clears throat> they also starred in another movie by the same director. Um, this guy, uh, Michael Paul Gerard, Ger- Gerard. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a film, uh, in 1989. So it's technically, I guess it was shot a little bit before this, but it didn't come out until a little bit later. Um, a 1989 film called oversexed rug suckers from Mars. Are you familiar with that movie at all? <laughs> no, I'm just stunned by that title. Oh, I have uh, something for you. So Joe Bob Briggs was on the Jay Leno show talking about this uh, film. I've seen Joe Bob Briggs on late shows a couple times. I don't know. Maybe I missed it here. Well, here we go. I got the clip so you can hear him talking about it. Hold on. He can explain it much better than I can. Is he dressed with like fringe in this video? Pretty much. Yeah. I I think Uh, I've seen this video and don't remember what this is. Yeah. And then Jay Leno even makes a comment like, oh, you're dressed for Minnesota. I see. Just, you know, he's not at all. So hold on, here's the, here's the clip talking about the... Uh, here we is go. oversexed drug suckers from Mars. <laughs> oversexed? <laughs> you seen that one? You, saw, you know, I I okay. must have missed that all one. Right. Again, I... Well, Jay, you never see these movies that I talk about, but it's it's these three midget aliens... But these are real movies. Come to Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. These three midget aliens get drunk, come to Earth, and mate with a Hoover vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and then they run rampant through the suburbs of L.A., and, uh, you know, terrorizing secretaries and stuff like that. You know, being the grandpa that I am, I miss a lot of the hip or young things that the kids get this. So that was... I uh, do remember that interview, and I, <laughs> I do need to see that movie now that I hear him describe it. Right? Well, if you, if it was banned in South Korea, so sorry to all our, all our South Korean listeners. You might have a hard time getting it. And I've, I've actually had a hard time kind of finding a, a, a copy of it. But well, that's a lot of the movies I want to see are very difficult to find. We, we will find a copy of that movie. It's got to be it's got to be done. Um, so going back to getting lucky. <laughs> I'll, I'll write to Darcy. <laughs> yes. Um, we do. Uh, so, yeah, Michael Paul Gerard was this. Uh, he also did um, just about all the music for the film. <laughs> 
He, okay. he wrote it. He played it. He did everything. So uh, the movie is, I mean, it's, it's about as gorilla as you can get. Like I said, he was living in a van while he did this, but he was attending college at the Santa Monica College, which mm-hmm. is where just about all the exterior shots were filmed. Okay. <laughs> he filmed this movie over the course of two weeks, didn't have any permits. Uh, most of the high school shots were done at a, uh, at a health spa, which was like 30 minutes away from the college. Um, all his dolly shots were made using wheelchairs with cameras. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that was, uh, it, it was, well, that's, that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing because like, that's how they got a lot of the dolly shots in the shining is they just, is they just used a wheelchair. Yeah. And that's how Robert Rodriguez filmed, uh, El Mariachi was that same way. So, you know, they, they arguably went on to have better careers than uh, uh, our director here, but um, uh, I think it's um, talent seems mean, skill. Well, he 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 did he he does seem to have a particular type of film that he likes to work on. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to tell me? The, there was another movie called uh, called Body Parts, uh, Different Strokes. Uh, witchcrafts part four seven and nine Uh, witchcraft wait wait i know these movies okay i haven't seen these movies but when i was like five or six and i'd walk through the horror section all of these sex pot witchcraft movies yes this vhs covers would be um along everything um yes very along the sides and i'm like you know (laughs) yeah i remember these vividly oh yeah yeah he did he did most of those uh he did a movie called Lust uh, and Hot Lust. Um, he did he did a sequel to Babes called Babes Two: Lost in Beaver Creek. Mm-hmm. And um, the movie that was probably one of his more recent ones was called Gam Cam Girl. Now, is the Body Parts the horror movie from ninety one? Um, it is. Yes, it's sort of a horror movie. It was, um, but it's it's about a, a guy who videotapes his dismemberment of strippers. So yeah, is that is that the one where he the guy lost his arm in a car accident, and then the new arm is a killer's arm? I ooh, I don't know. Because um, I, I, I think I, we might be coming at two different movies here. Because I remember body parts existing, but I remember the movie I'm talking about from '91. Um, I don't remember if he killed strippers with a, a camera i just remember the killer arm part yeah it's been, it's been forever it is this, oh. this this is an unprofitable segue but it's yeah. food for but, thought for later yeah we may have to check out he also did a, a 1997 movie called operation dalmatian which is like a very sweet family movie about a lady telling her grandson a story of when she was younger and found a dalmatian but then she like messed it up while trying to prepare it for a dog show and how she like recuperated and was able to get this dog back into a dog show i don't know where the fuck this movie came from because it is not like anything else he's ever done but i guess everyone's got to make a movie for a kid at some point you know everyone's got to try (laughs) it was i'm waiting for david lynch's children's film (laughs) oh god that would be interesting that's probably what rabbits was (laughs) that was his his family friendly that's that's best family friendly as you get right there well, so, so Patrick, the moment that I've been waiting for. In a way, I brought you here to offer you a job. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. So, so now you have to limit yourself to three things and only three things to attempt at, uh, attempt at improving this movie. What do you do? Get rid of the rape subplot. He could just be like an asshole. Yeah. 
Okay, first thing. Uh, second thing. There's way too much to fix here, but we'll, we'll give it a, we'll give it a <laughs> That's run. why you got to narrow it down. I need better sound mixing. Okay. Like, like just to be able to, to get through the thing. Right. All right. And the third thing is very important. Um, I want to rewrite Bill to where he's not such an annoying... What's the word? Um, nerd. I say twerp. Twerp he's is good. Tw- he's very twerpy. Yeah, because like, like I can't bandy about the word nerd and and mean it because <laughs> I I play map games. Um, but Verse, yeah, give me something to work with here, guy. <laughs> now, if we were gonna go broader, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Actually, I have one more thing. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So you watch the movie, the credits roll, and then all of a sudden the tape jutters and you're watching Leprechaun. <laughs> That's how you'd fix this movie? Yeah. No notes. <laughs> I I think I want an extended uh extended Pogo kill of- sequence? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> oh, good god. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean that was um, that was the movie. That was getting lucky. And um, you got anything? Any other questions that I probably can't answer? Um, what do we do with all the knowledge we are cursed to possess? We spread it to the world. Force them, force them to watch these movies. I don't know where you might be able to find a copy of this movie to watch. If anybody out there wants to watch it, um, oh, it's it's really easy. It's on Amazon Prime. I watched it. On oh, Amazon, it Prime. On Amazon Prime. It's on Prime. Not only that, it's the DVD copy that you have. It's when you when you when you press play, you get the you get the Lloyd Kaufman four minute DVD thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he definitely. Um, uh, it was a great intro by Lloyd. <laughs> Him pretending to be drunk. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Go and uh, go watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. Check it out. See what you think. Mm-hmm. And then wash it down with a leprechaun sequel. Yeah. Try out gonna, try number four. Somebody's it, penis explodes. It's it's gonna be like uh like what was that um reading rainbow when all the kids are like, but don't take my word for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, folks. Well that wraps it up uh for our, our special St. Patrick's Day episode here of uh, Found on Shelf. Uh, if you somehow managed to enjoy this episode, please like and subscribe us on whatever platform uh, you ever found us on. Uh, check us out at foundonshelfpod.com. Uh, and you can also find us on any of your social media sites. Uh, just look up Found on Shelf Pod, all one word. And you can find us on just about all of them. Um, or email us at gmail, foundonshelfpod at gmail.com. And if you have any other leprechaun theme suggestions, please send them our way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and then let us know what you think of the show. If you have any other suggestions, leprechaun or non-leprechaun, um, if you'd like to join us in our leprechaun fanfic that we're working on, uh, <laughs> that'll be, you know, we could make a, what if we made that into a video game? Leprechaun? That would take more effort. No, like a really shitty video game, though. <laughs> Listen, no one said make your own damn video game. 
<laughs> this is true. Uh, okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, let us know what you think. And, um, What the hell was that? Oh my god. Alright. <laughs>